Welcome back, everybody, to the number one sports podcast to listen to, baby. <laughs> yes. Welcome back to the Donald and Donald podcast. Yes, baby. Double D. And we're coming at you straight off script, people. Giving you a brand new, fresh look at the things you think you already know about that's happening in the sports world today. You you in the barbershop chair again, man? That's, that's, that, now, that's, now that's about the second time you've been in there getting that shape up and then ain't said nothing, man. Let's go ahead and chop it up. <laughs> barbershop sports, baby. Oh, we have a great, a most wonderful show today in line for everybody in podcast land, baby. Listen, we have the in-season tournament finals has been decided along with the MVP. Somebody got suspended indefinitely in the NBA. Hmm, wonder who that could be. And then we got that regular season game and highlights in the NBA we have to get to as well, man. Let's go ahead and chop this up. You ready for it? Let's go. All right, let's start right here. In-season tournament, baby. You know it's between the Lakers, your Lakers, our Lakers, and them Pacers. The Lakers won that thing 123-109. to You give me your thoughts on that process. Uh, Just like I said, we match up pretty well against the Pacers. We we are able to – our length and things that we can do on defense uh, makes them – they're a scoring team. They get up and down. They try to score. They try to put up a lot of points on you. Um, and we're more defensive month. It's just, and then we can also got people like Anthony Davis who can go out and give you forty and twenty. So it's, it's double not double. That, <laughs> it's not that we can't score; it's that we make it harder for you guys to score as well. Right. So I just think it was a perfect situation as far as matchups goes. Um, we made Tyrese work for it. We made him work for it. Uh, we really cut off the head of the snake, and we seen the rest of it die. Yeah, absolutely. Cause when you think about the thing, you know, uh, you know Halliburton, he he, he wasn't too bad with it, man. He did have twenty points, but like you say, when you look at the Lakers and what they did, your boy AD the Brow balled out of control with forty one points and twenty rips, and then you had LeBron James uh, do that thing with twenty four points and eleven rips himself, double 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 double. Now LeBron James did get in early foul trouble in this game. Yeah, you know, so he did. You know, he had three fouls early on, uh, but they were still able to make that thing happen. What kind of statement you think that AD uh, made in this game? And then, uh, you know, Reeves, he showed up with 28, so talk to me about that, man. Let's get a little bit deeper into what really happened in this thing. Um, We know what type of player Anthony Davis is. We just know he turns it on and turns it off when he chooses. This is the game that showed he still is capable of taking over a game completely on both sides of the floor. He has the he has the ability to really one of those few players in the league who has the ability to dominate on both sides of the floor. He had like four blocks this game. We already talk, spoke on his twenty rebound. Like he dominated in almost every aspect of the game. Forty one points without taking a single three pointer in this day and age is really unheard of. Points in the paint is all. It was all that what we like to see. What we would like to see from banging down low, get down in the paint. Make them have to guard you. Make them have to guard you. You see when you're going up against a softer, a softer player as a mouse turner, one of the one of the only centers in the league that's softer than Anthony Davis. <laughs> and he took advantage of it. He took advantage of it. Yeah, that's yeah. the attitude I like to see Anthony Davis have, that I'm him attitude. We all know it. We just need you to play more like it on a consistent basis. 
Absolutely. Hey, listen. So when you look at this whole entire thing and everything, you know, Cam Reddish only gave him nine points. Okay. You know, Vanderbilt played, Rory played, uh, uh, you know, Jackson Hayes played, and those other uh, uh, bench players type situations kind of played. Uh, so uh, how do you feel about like the bench play? And just even though uh, these other players may not score a whole bunch of points, just like you said, that defensive presence and and how that's going to take in that rotation is going to handle going forward. And that's what that's what we missed with Vanderbilt. We really didn't miss him scoring at all. We just need him for that versatile wing defender that we can switch on, you know, that we can use to switch, things like that. Um, Rui didn't really shoot the ball that much. He only played non-bandit. It, it is just everybody else. They're, they know that they're, they're here to play Pacific role. Some games you're not going to get the size. Some games you're not going to get no shots. But when we, when we put you in the game, we need you to defend hard. We need you to defend hard and make those hustle plays. That's what I think the team is built to work. Like, we got Austin, we got AD, we got LeBron. And now D'Angelo has stepped up into one of our main scorers as well. We, I think we're fine with those four getting the majority of the shots, especially with D'Lo. Like I said, early on, D'Lo was our most consistent player. He was being consistent, 20-point games, things like that. I'm fine with those four people. And Prince and Cam in that starting lineup, I'm fine with them as long as they're hitting their threes and Cam shows that energy on defense. Yeah, defense is always key, ain't it? That's really what this team needs, people who are hungry on defensive side of the ball. We, Like I said, we know LeBron can go out there and score. We know AD can go out there and score. We know D'Lo can get hot with his jumper. We know Austin Reeves can score. We need y'all guys to lock up on defense and get us those extra possessions. Yeah, and I feel you 100%. Listen, so you had already called it, man, on our last podcast. You said that LeBron James, first of all, you had the Lakers winning it. That was correct as well. But you said LeBron James was going to be MVP of the tournament as well. Uh, do you think, because you know I like the eye test and seeing it from a different angle. You know how we do here, a, you know, a, a double off script, baby, double D podcast. Do you think that Anthony Davis got robbed? Man, he put 40 points, man, with 20 reps. But it's not a MVP of the game. Yeah. Not a player of the game. It's right. of the tournament. Right. And LeBron averaged about 30 points this tournament. Okay. AD had a game when he only had 17. Uh-huh. So, it, it when, yes, that game won us the tournament. Yes, that 40-20 won us the tournament. But Bron got us there. He got us there, and he also did put up like 24-7. He, he didn't have a bad game. Right. It's, AD had one of those games. Exactly. But the body of work, I think LeBron deserved it. Well, that's that's great, man. You know how we do it, baby. We see it from all different angles, baby, from a wide uh, lens camera. Uh, that's how we get down here. Hey, well, congratulations to the Los Angeles Lakers. We're going to get into them a little bit later when it comes back to the regular season and the bounce back or the hangover that they had from that process. Uh, but let's, uh, like we said, one more congratulations to the in-season first inaugural tournament Finals, MVP, the Los Angeles Lakers, along with LeBron James. Okay, baby. Now you know we got to talk about it. Okay, it's swirling around. And listen, this whole this 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 bubble was ready to pop a long time ago. It's just been brewing. It's been on the stove. It's been overflowing and burning at the bottom of the pot. It's been smoking. The smoke alarm has been going off. Ain't nobody been even looking at it. They didn't even go into the kitchen. Now they have to. Draymond Green just got an indefinite suspension from the NBA. I need your reactions and thoughts on this whole entire process, man. This thing ain't happened yesterday. It's been long before that that this actually has been going on. Yeah, it is. Um, it's been brewing. 
It's been brewing and brewing and brewing and brewing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's been. I mean, Are we you, done yet? <laughs> you go back to the accidental kicks of Stephen Adams in those Thunder days when it was going up against them. It, it's it's something there, but it's only it's only gotten worse. As the time has gone on, it's only gotten worse. And maybe it feels like it's gotten worse because the production's not there on the floor. So when you have more of this going, I don't hear nothing basketball-related about Draymond at all. I don't hear anything basketball-related other than Steph Curry sitting the game, Draymond that shot in the corner to win the game. That's the only thing I hear about Draymond. And it's, and it's just like the position the Warriors are in, they don't need these extra distractions on the team. Y'all are... The worst roster y'all have had in probably eight years. This is probably the worst roster y'all have had in eight years. It's probably the worst start y'all have had in about four, five years. Mm-hmm. It's, and nothing's going right for you guys. It seems that way that nothing's going right for you guys. I just don't see how long you can put up with it and expect it not to affect your team's morale, your team's chemistry, and potentially affect what you guys can do as a team. It's just not ideal. And I'm hearing everybody say it, and I, do, I got the same type of sentiment about it. I just hope Draymond gets the help he needs because it's something, it's something going on there. It's not just that's the way you play basketball. Right. So when I look at this whole entire situation, man, um, do you feel that if uh, this type of behavior was going on and the Warriors was winning, we'd have a different conversation right now? Because it seems to me, due to his actions, the Warriors have actually been losing. Been having technical fouls at very very critical times of the game. Uh, been a distraction early on or late, kind of throwing his team off in the chemistry on the floor. So if the Warriors was winning, would we have a different conversation? Or would it still be what I it think, is? I think the Jordan Poole situation changed all of that. I don't I don't care if you were winning or not. I think that had to be the last straw. If I'm I'm looking at it if I'm in the front office, not even if I'm a coach. If I'm in the front office, after that Jordan Poole situation, I'm bringing him in and I'm telling him that's it. That's that's it. And we 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 took your side pretty much by trading away our future. Jordan Poole was our future. We chose our veteran status troublemaker over our future. Who was still learning from Steph? Steph got what two, three, four, maybe five more years left in him to where he could have taught Jordan Poole how to. And that was the whole thing about the Warriors. They had set up now in the future with Jordan Poole, Jonathan Kaminga, some uh, Moses Moody, those guys, and still had Steph, Clay, Draymond, Andrew Wiggins. Still had all those. So it was like we can win now as well as set up for the future so we don't have that follow-up when we do, when we initially have to usher Steph, Draymond, and Clay out the door. It's going it's to be a time where they can't play anymore. Right. They had the perfect situation. Like, I had never seen a situation like that where your, your backups are primed to take over for your legacy players. They were primed. To, you had the second coming of Steph Curry and Jordan Poole, who was taking some of those what the world shots. <laughs> you had a Jonathan Kaminga who, if he sat and got the defensive IQ from a Draymond, he was going to be unbelievable. He was going to be crazy. Then you got Moses Moody. Sit behind a Clay Thompson. Learn how to not need the ball to get your points. Learn how to make most of less. Y'all had the perfect 
formula for this going forward. Right. That Draymond punch changed everything. Mm-hmm. It changed everything, and the way the front office went about it changed everything. Right. So, you know, it, it was someone, you know, kind of high-ranking in the front office that left. He was like, it's time for me to go. So, apparently, he had seen... Bob right, Myers, I want to say. Right. So, apparently, he had seen the writing on the wall early on, and it's like, uh-uh, this ain't going to work. And the other thing about it is, when I hear you speak on it, uh, so passionately, it took the scene to me almost like uh, 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 Draymond throws sand into the machine, uh, almost like a sabotage type situation because your situation was idea. I mean, like you said, you had great players doing great things, and now you don't have that no more. You know, and so now it's like, where do we go from here? It's like they're they're comfortable with just having stuff, and that's not going to win you. That's not going to win you what you guys are used to winning. Yeah, you'll win a couple games here and there because Steph is capable of winning you a couple games. But it's not – it's asking so much of him, especially at this stage of his career, to go out there and every, it's every night he has to have a 30-point performance now. Or it's no – even the game against the Suns was a three-point game, eight for 24, two for 10 from – uh like it's from Clay Thompson. It's like if I don't do it, nobody else is going to do it. I have to, and I can't sit down. I can't go. I can't rest. He's playing thirty-two minutes. He he's not that. He's not that guy anymore. And I think that's the purpose of bringing in Chris Paul to try and help him out. But without, I just think if y'all backed yourselves into a corner now, and the players that y'all chose over certain, y'all made these choices. And it's coming to bite you. Exactly. It, it, it's biting you. So, when you look at this, another thing that's kind of been said now, oh, oh, all of a sudden now, is the indefinite suspension as it stands right now, uh, is it fair? Was it fair that did he got an indefinite suspension uh, as far as Draymond Green is concerned? So, how you feel about that? Do you feel like this is, was deserving? Yeah, I mean... Did he get suspended for the Rudy Gobert choking? No, no, not that I, I know of. I'm not sure I, if he I, did. Well, I think he did. Didn't he? Didn't he get? Game, yeah, boy. yeah, yeah. He came off a of suspension on that, and then came into this. Yeah, it's fair. Right, it's fair. Okay, yeah. And now, you got to think of it. John Morant got 25 games for doing mm-hmm. nothing illegal, nothing detrimental to anybody else. He just mm-hmm. messed up the NBA's image. Right, so if right. You, if that can get you 25 games, I think actually physically putting your hands on people. Deserves an indefinite suspension. Okay, I understand that. So going forward with this situation, where do you think it needs to fall? Like you already mentioned, that he needs to get the help that he needs, whatever that is and everything, because it seemed to be something underlined. We don't know what it is, but we hope that that is addressed. Uh, so what, where do you think this whole thing can kind of go? Where you where you see his career and future being? Um, and only I can only look at it as if this is my team. If right. I'm in charge of this team, I'm sipping him off to Portland. I'm, I'm shipping <laughs> really? him. I'm shipping him to Charlotte. I'm shipping him somewhere. Lakers, you're not gonna be here. Lakers? I don't care where you go. Oh, so you okay with him going to the Lakers? Be, and that's the situation. I do right by you. <laughs> if that's where you want to go, if you want to go to the Lakers, yeah. I do right by you. Yeah, I will send you to the Lakers. You did give us four championships to BPO. I'll send you to. I'll send you wherever you want to go. You just won't be here. Right. Right. You just won't be here. And maybe it's looking as if I'm giving up on my guy. I, I no, I'm not giving up on him, but I'm also not giving up on my team. I gotta, I have to look at the bigger picture. I have more responsibility to these guys as a group 
than I'll do to you as an individual. I love you. And I'm pretty sure it is love in that front office for these guys. I love you. You can always call me. I'm nothing but a call away. Our friendship is always going to be there. This is a business, and you've been in here long enough to understand this business side of it. We can't have that here. And that's just how I would, we can't, in at the core, I'm a winner. So I'm not dealing with that stuff. Right. I'm not bringing that into my locker room. I'm not going, every media day, I got to answer questions about you slapping somebody upside their head. Don't nobody want to deal with that. Don't nobody, and for us to not, what are we sitting at, 10 and 13, right at the, no. Right. So uh, when, when, I, when I look at that and, and I hear what you're saying and everything, is it even a good thing or to even try to deal with, with the rest of the NBA, man? Because what's going to prevent him from bringing that into somebody else's locker room, man? If you give him to a LeBron James. You send him to a, to a Los Angeles Lakers. You send him to a Miami Heat. You send him to one of those guys where the leader is more outspoken. LeBron's not going for that. He not. No. He probably let Draymond know as soon as he come in the dope. Hey, first punch, you're gone. You, you, if you punch somebody, you might as well punch your ticket to the Shanghai Tigers. Yeah, just, just, yeah. and you know LeBron is a career killer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Go to the Lakers if you want to, thinking you can do that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Go to Miami with a Jimmy Butler, Eric Spoelstra, with that coach. Uh, uh, what's what's the man's name upstairs? Uh, Pat Riley. Pat Riley. Thinking that 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 even go to San Antonio with this young, sorry bunch of players. And think Greg Popovich is finna let you go around punching people in No. I think he needs it. Steve Kerr, soft-spoken guy. Steph Curry, soft-spoken guy. Clay Thompson, don't speak. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, who's... Draymond is the vocal leader. He's the energy guy. He's the enforcer on that team. He's everything. He's literally everything on that team. Who's gonna come and tell him he can't? Right. Punch Jordan Poole in the face. Right. Who's going to come and tell him, don't choke out Rudy Gobert? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who's yeah. Gonna, it makes sense. So I think I got he, needs to, he, needs a, he needs somebody who's going to hold him accountable. So at this point in time, you do not feel that Draymond Green's NBA career is over. You don't feel that way. You just feel that he just needs to be put in the right situation and get whatever assistance that may be coming his way that he needs to get. He Once that's said and done, his NBA career is still intact. I think he still has. Because his what makes Draymond Draymond is his IQ. Mm-hmm. His IQ is is off the wall. Just the, things, the way he sees the game. With that being said, I do think in the right situation, like if you put him on that Lakers team, he doesn't have to do a lot. He doesn't have to. Even the playmaking responsibilities won't be as vast as it is on the Warriors. All we need you to do is be in the right spot. It's the same thing with everybody else on the Lakers right now. Being in the right spots defensively, give us the right type of energy, the positive energy. Don't don't know. We don't need nobody getting choke slam. You're not fighting for SmackDown tag team titles. Exactly. So I think in those type situations, he could have a couple more years left in him. The skills is has never been his biggest point, and is not there still. I'm not expecting tomorrow he he comes out and has a consistent jump shot. What I'm expecting is quiet down. That's mm-hmm. that's all it is. Mm-hmm. Be more seen and not heard. 
I got you. And it makes sense. So, you know, we're going to follow this story and see where it takes us and everything, man, because it's a lot of moving parts in it. It's a lot of hurdles that has to be jumped. It's a lot of holes that need to be jumped through in order for us to see where all of it kind of pans out when it kind of settles down a little bit because it's real fresh on everybody's mind. And it's going to be that way until the NBA and everything makes a decision on which way they want to go with this. <clears throat> all right. Let's keep it moving. Let's go ahead and get to this little NBA regular season update, baby. The in-season tournament, that's been that's hey, that's been taken care of. Okay. Now we do want to look at this, and I do want to want to know your thought process after that. Now, after the in-season tournament was said and done, the Lakers had to play the Mavs. All right. Now, when you look at that and everything, even though I do not believe, nope, Kyrie Irving didn't play in this game. Luca did. Headband Luca. Okay. The Lakers lost this game 127 to 125 to the Dallas Mavericks. How you feel about that? First of all, is it is the in-season tournament hangover? They should have won this game but didn't. What you think? I'm not mad at him. I'm not mad at him. Um Luca's Luca. We know Luca can keep this Dallas Mavericks team in any game. He's gonna have them in any game. Absolutely. What changed the ties for us in this game is people like Dante Exum having what he go for twenty six. Who could expect that? Dante Exum yeah twenty six three and four, and then off the bench Tim Hardaway gave him thirty two. Who expected that? <laughs> it's, it's hard to defend things like that. You're, you're not expecting that, especially where all your attention pretty much, all your attention pretty much is going to Luke. Mm hmm. That's what they was, and they he, they made him work for his shots. Twelve for twenty eight, three for ten, thirty three to seventeen. That's the thing. He finds the team in the right spots, gets them in the right spots to score. I'm not mad at this game. We still seeing a great game from AD, thirty seven and uh, eleven. Brian nearly had a triple double, thirty three nine and eight. Torian Prince went five for six from three. Um, it just D'Angelo was kind of slow tonight. Three for nine, only gave us seven points. Uh, Austin Reeves, again, gave us another 22. Rui gave us seven off the bench. So it's not – I'm not mad at him. We missed uh, Vando this game. He was out again. Um, so that's probably could have helped on the defensive side of the ball. Right. Limited Luka to some things. Uh, had him on a taller – you know, because he can switch off everything. Put him on a taller Dante. Tim Hardaway come in. Makes him work for – it's things like that. So I'm not mad at this game. Um How you feel about headband Luca, baby? Oh Lucas <laughs> Lucas I it's hard for me to call him the best player in the NBA. Uh-huh. Only because I think that solely goes to Yoka Giannis. In my opinion. It's just you can't replicate what they can do. Same thing can be said for Luke. If this man had a little bit more athleticism, was just a little bit faster, I would have him in these because what separation for Jokic and Luka is in that same range of athleticism, speed, things like that. They don't have those qualities. But what makes Jokic so much better is that he don't need it at all. His rebounding is – he just know you, – you ever seen Dennis Rodman talk about the science of rebounding? Right, exactly, yeah. Bounces here, bounces off there. I learned how to – Angles, yeah. Jokic has that same approach to rebounding. He understands it. Yeah, he can jump higher than me. But if I could get me a finger on it and change that trajectory of the ball just a little bit, he's not going to be able to react to that. Right. I can because I know where the ball So that's how, if you watch it, Yoko gets a lot of his rebounds. It's not go up and grab him. It's a lot like deflections and stuff. Yeah. Taking it around until he knows, like, all right, <laughs> let me grab this ball. This is mine. 
reckless and in the passing, the shot making. That's where these two guys are so similar. They can get Luca can get off his shot anywhere. Doesn't matter. He can get off his shot anywhere. And a lot of people thinking, oh, it looks so slow. How do you let him just do that? Try to guard it. <laughs> Try to guard it. Yeah. It's that, it's that yeah, he's he looking so nice and right. And then in a split second, he goes to, oh, them first two steps, back to slowing down, back to a Euro, into a step. Like, it's like so unconventional. We're not used to seeing these things. We're from eating... All three of those guys, we're not used to seeing. All of them did things that we're not used to seeing. Right. All of them. We're not used to seeing our center be our best playmaker on the floor. We're not used to seeing somebody be able to take one dribble from the other free throw line and get to the basket. (laughs) We're not used to seeing somebody who runs probably a 40 in 10 seconds just be unguardable in the NBA. Exactly. We're not used to none of this. It's fun to watch, though, man. Yeah, but you're right. Okay, well, like you said, I didn't know if it was an in-season tournament hangover or not, man, but they only lost by two. But like you say, they still have a winning record, and they're still in contention. That's a wonderful thing. Now, listen, Now you do, you do know for a fact with this next game, the Celtics are, are, are smoking hot, man. And, and they, listen, they... I'm just down all types of roles as far as winning streaks and everything. And I think at home, uh, they're almost unstoppable. Yeah. <clears throat> now, they played the uh, Cavaliers this night and the Celtics won 120 to 113. Now, I just want to kind of go, you know, just kind of back and forth just a little bit. Now, you, you know, they did not make it to the finals of the end season tournament. OK, that's cool. We're still moving forward from that. But do you think with that being said, they're not totally hyper focused on the regular season now? Yeah, they're, 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 I don't think they cared about the end season tournament, mm-hmm. honestly. It would have been nice for them, mm-hmm. but I don't think they had that same. Like LeBron had motor, he was doing it for the young guys. LeBron is LeBron. He wants to win everything, honestly. I, I don't think they had that same drive attitude towards the end season tournament. Yeah. It just would have been a cool thing to do. The Pacers had more, you know, they're not looking at a championship. So the Pacers, for them, this was our championship. We're going to give y'all everything. And they're a young team. Young, nobody was mentioning the Pacers. So for them, it was like, yeah, we want this thing. The Celtics were like, okay, we just winning games anyway. You know, we just trying to win games anyway. To us, it's still basketball games. It don't really matter about it being a tournament or not. They're hyper-focused on the end results. They want to be the best of them, the best version of themselves they can be heading into the playoffs. Because they know... I think that the attitude in that locker room is they know they're the team to beat. They are the team to beat this year. And with healthy, look at this game. They whole starting lineup gave you double digits. The, and like I said, these are their three scores all over 20. Yeah, absolutely. Brown, Tatum, Tatum gave him 25. Uh, Brown gave him 25. Porzingis, he came 20, back. 21. Derek White gave him 17. And even Giroux had a double-digit scoring game. So when you – this version of them – we already know they can defend. We already know that. This version of them, when everybody's scoring, I, don't, I just don't see how you beat this team. Right. I just yeah. don't see how you beat this yeah, team. Especially over a five-game series or a seven-game series. I don't see how you beat this team. Right. I don't see how you beat them four times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that makes sense to me as well. Listen, so we know that uh, – <clears throat> what do we have next? We took in – we had uh, the uh, the Nuggets. They took in – they beat the Bulls 114-106. Uh, and we know in that Warriors-Sun games, that was the game suspension game. But when you look at the Clippers and the Kings, uh, the Clippers 119 and the Kings 99. Uh, are the Clippers figuring it out? 
That's what I was just. I want to go look at some of their past recent games. Right, because in this particular game, you took in Kawhi Leonard had thirty one, Paul George only had nine, and Zubac six. Uh, Harden had fifteen, and then Powell he he backed that thing up with fifteen himself and everything. Westbrook he only had eight points, but like you say, they did win this game. And Smacker, uh, the Sacramento uh, uh, Kings are not a pushover. Yeah, but they won this one nineteen ninety nine. Looking at these games, right? If mm-hmm. you go back to right after that. When they all came together, they had lost, what, four or five streaks? Right. You look at it, they won on a three-game winning streak. Everybody thought that they figured it out. Mm-hmm. You lose a game to the Pelicans. You beat the Mavs, you lose a game to the Nuggets. You beat the Kings, you lose a game to the Warriors. You beat the Kings. I still don't know about this. I, I don't know how to feel about this team. Right. I just don't. It's like we get a different version of you guys every day. Oh, it wasn't even over. You beat the Clippers. You beat the So then you went on a four or five game winning streak. So now you're on a, okay, now you're on a five game winning streak, six game winning streak. During this winning streak, you did beat the Nuggets and you did beat the Kings. Other than that, you beat the Trailblazers, Jazz, and we already know about this Warriors team. They only beat them by one. Sitting at 14 and 10, the Clippers are. Yeah, so it's just. I, I got to see more consistency from this team. Yes, this little streak now is great. It is great. But it was quiet. It was up under the tape. Nobody's really hearing about it. And maybe it's because you're playing teams like these Trailblazers and Jazz. You know what I mean? But this this Kings game is a good sign. To go out there and win this game by 20 points. um, Because you know it's all about matchups. To go out there and win this game by twenty points. And the Sacramento Kings is a bad matchup for the Lakers. <laughs> yeah, they, we just can't, we can't, we can't defend them. Right. Um, we don't have the speed to keep up with a De'Aaron Fox. And Sabonis is, I guess he's not scared of AD. <laughs> exactly. But the Clippers, like you said, they did win this game by twenty. So. And and that's the thing. Um, Kawhi did his thing, and everybody else just chipped in. I, and I think this is the role that they have to. I keep saying this is kind of the team that they have to be. Let Kawhi be y'all's leader. Um, you would, of course, you would like more than nine from PG, but only sixteen minutes. I, I got to imagine something happened. Yeah, I think he was a little injured and everything. He might have been like a groin or something like that. So he didn't play a full game. Yeah. So, so it's something to keep an eye on when it comes to something like that. But the fact that Kawhi Leonard came up and had that big game, man, I think it's about time, long time coming. Because like you said, you want him, you know, running and burning on yeah. all cylinders, baby. You want him doing what he needs to do. You still got Westbrook coming off the bench. Is that is that now and forever, or that's just for this season? I think he's just gonna be on. I think he's just off the bench. As long as he's on this team, mm-hmm. I think he's gonna come off the bench. I got you. Well, that's cool. Well, check. This out. The Pelicans, they showed up and played the district. Now, as far as the quality of the win, the Pelicans won 142 to 122, but here's the thing about it. I think the Zion was a DNP, but your boy Brandon Ingram, he stepped up with, with 40 points, man, and they won this game. So that's the angle that I want to go with. Brandon Ingram still, by his play, he ain't saying too much verbally, but by his play, Brandon Ingram is saying, this is my team. And and, and, and with Zion, how you feel about it? Because we know the things that's been said and everything with, with his dietitian and all that other is going on. And, uh, you know, as far as his, you know, his, um, you know, how he's able to affect the game, his, is, is he in basketball shape? or not and the choices that he's making that you need to tell me man what you think uh if I'm the Pelicans GM and things like that I'm changing my focus to building this team around Brandon Ingram so do you mean so are you telling me that Zion needs to be traded uh I wouldn't say traded but I would have to have a sit down with him and have a real talk about what your role is now on this team going forward um it's not gonna be 
it's not going to be what you expected. It's not going to be what you thought being a number one draft pick. And honestly, we didn't get what we thought we was getting either. So it, it, I can see it from both sides. You didn't coming in. You were already big. We already do that. But you didn't take the right steps to keep that in check. You you kind of just let go and said whatever. That's not fair to us, and that's not fair to my fan base. If I continue to try to drive this idea of you being our number one guy, we can't even get you on the floor a lot of times. And when you're on the floor, you look sluggish. You look like you're out of shape. We would just have to have a real conversation about going forward. Who do you want to be? Who do you want to be on on this team? And what do you want your legacy to be? If you feel like you want to get out, if you feel like this isn't the role for you, fine. We will trade you. I have no problem with that. How much of this do you feel is self-inflicted? You know, but like like what you what, what we was just talking about. Because if it was really like that type of situation, it was like kind of coming in, we knew the skills that you possess. We've seen all of that at Duke. We've seen all of that. But then you come in and everything, you know, a couple of checks, you know, get deposited. And then, <clears throat> excuse me, you kind of fade away a little bit. So how much of this is actually self-inflicted? Because you really can't blame the franchise. You kind of got to blame yourself. And say, well, I really didn't do what I needed to uh, do. Yeah, it is all... <sighs> It's all, yeah, it's pretty much all on Zion and how he approached the situation. You did get injured. You you were out of commission for a while, but you didn't do the right things to keep that weight and things in check, to keep it regulated. You know the type of body you have. You've had this body your whole life. You know you can't, you know you put on weight. You know you do all these type things. Even being injured, you couldn't just sit around and just wait for it to hit. You had to stay active. You had to keep doing something. When you came back, you you should have you should have went around the league, talked to some vets, things like that, to try to stay healthy, try to change your diet, try to hire a chef, try to do. I don't know if he did all these things, so don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that he did, but it wasn't nothing came out saying he did. It didn't show up on the court either. So yeah, you should have. A lot of things could have went into it. A lot of things could have prevented where we are now and how we're looking at this situation. I feel you on that. And it makes sense. So, like you say, going forward with that, we're really going to have to take and keep our eyes on it, man, because I really think that he's a good player. But, like you say, it's the, it's decision time, baby. How do you want your legacy to be left behind? What do you really want the, uh, the, the, the players and the fans to know about Zion, Zion Williamson. You know what I'm saying? What do you want to be remembered as? The person that didn't work out? The person that didn't put it, give it all? The person that took and decided that he just wanted to throw his uh, basketball career away? Because the thing about it is, do you know how many people want to get into the league that never will? And you there. You already there. So we really need to take it up, put our eyes on it, and you know we'll keep track and we'll report on that too. Okay, the 76ers, baby, a 129-111 to against the Pistons. And I guess one thing that I kind of want to uh, uh, point out in that is, hey, Joel Embiid had his regular game, double-double, 40 points, 41 points, and 11 rips. <clears throat> and you had Tobias Harris, he gave him 21. And your boy Nick Batum, they still working him into the lineup and everything with that. You had the Hawks, they had, <clears throat> excuse me, they beat the Toronto Raptors, uh, 135 uh, to, no, the Raptors beat the Hawks, 135 to 128. Ice Trey, you know, he's being Ice Trey and everything, but, you know, he's still working on what he need to work on. Now, this is the game that I need to talk to you about, man, because your Hornets, come on, baby, your Hornets. 
when you look at all of this and everything that's going on, the Hornets took and they had a bomb game against the Raptors. They won 119 to 116. But then they lost back-to-back games against the Heat. It's another up and down type situation, man. So this last game, they lost 115 to 104. I know that um you take you got LaMelo Ball, he's out right now, but what's going on with the chemistry now? We just don't we we don't have it. We just don't have it. Um, I think Mark Williams went down too. Yeah, he got with a back. Yeah, so I don't think he's played the last two games. Uh, our best two players just aren't playing, in my opinion. Our best two players this year aren't on the floor. Um, and, and those two players are Lamelo and Mark Williams. Okay. Um, that's inside and outside, ain't it? Yeah, that's pretty much everything. That's our playmaking, our scoring, our rebounding, and our interior defense all gone. But with two players. And that just shows what type of team we are. It's a lot dependent on one or two guys doing majority of the work. Same thing if you look at these games. Majority of the work goes to Terry Rozier. If they like, you know, Miles Bridges took 19 shots coming. It's just hard. It's hard to, and especially with these injuries, it's just hard to expect this team to win. In my, I just think we are. We know who we are. We know what team we got by now. Um, like I say, I still think shaking it up is the best thing to do for this Hornets roster. Right, and then you had already mentioned about the Gordon, Gordon Haywood, the trade with him, uh, Terry Rozier. He's taking his his stock is, is rising as far as uh, a playmaker is concerned. And it seems to me like they really took and almost put too many eggs in the basket when Mal Bridges came back and everything and kind of expected him to even out the team completely. But you got to understand it's more than one player on the t- on the, on the, um, on the court. Yeah. And they kind of just kind of put it all in his lap, kind of, so to speak. And now you're kind of trying to dig into the bench a little bit and figure out where these other points is going to come from, the productivity, and even the defense that you need. But that's another thing, too. <laughs> it's just like we know – I think now should be the best time. Would be the best time to try to get see what we got in like James Boop Knight, Leaky Black. Uh, they did play Bryce McGowan's twenty three minutes in that first game against the Heat. But I think this is the perfect time to try to see what you got with these guys like Boop Knight. Some of these one, two, three year guards that you got just sitting on the bench. I think this is the perfect time to play them next to a Terry Rozier. Uh, give them more minutes when you take Terry. So just things like that to try to see what you actually have. There are are they assets that you just need to throw in a trade package. Um, I just think I honestly don't see this roster doing anything productive. Going yeah, we got some great pieces. I think that Lamelo, Brandon Miller, Miles Bridges, PJ, Mark Washington are great pieces. Mark just, Williams. Yeah, Mark Williams. I just don't think they're contenders in any any aspect of the word. Yeah, and I can and I can get that. It sounded to me like you got your starting five, but you don't have a bench and everything. And then also you got to look at the uh, the, the culture aspect of it and everything as far as that go. Um, I don't know a whole lot about the um, when you comes to the the owners and everything. I know that they it's they they basketball related. Uh, but I don't know whether or not they're going to make a move right now, seeing that they're so fresh as far as like, uh, well, we just got here. Yeah. We, we just kind of uh, got the team and kind of took over, and we kind of trying to make some moves. So do you see any kind of uh, moves happening right now? Because like you said, I think right now it's the time to strike. And that's what that's <clears> what it is. I'm, but if you just got here, I think I think that would be more reason to strike now. Get your identity on the team. Get your touch on the team as early as possible so you can see, you know what I'm saying? Try to build the team you want 
all right, you just coming in and saying, yeah, I just wanted to own a team. And, and that's, I don't know about our ownership. I don't know about our gene. I don't know about nothing. <laughs> nothing. I don't know about nothing. They're the opposite of David Tepper. Mm. They just stay out of the way. Right. And let them guys play. And, you know, but I would like to see them strike now as early as possible. Um, Get things going. See what you can get in the door. Because then you got to rebuild that chemistry back up. So I think the earlier you do it, the better. And like I said, you, I think you want to have your hands on your own team. Absolutely. And just think about it. Uh, listen, Charlotte, North Carolina, the Carolina Spirit, the Charlotte Hornets, uh, the, the Carolina Panthers, when it comes to just the Carolina sport period, the, the, the fan base deserves winning teams, winning combinations, deserve to see winning basketball, winning football. You know, we deserve to see the best product put out there on there, man. We've been doing it for such a long time. That it's time to take and like really like make hard runs at championships and playoffs and just improving the team. Man, that makes so much sense to me. And we're going to keep on rolling with that as well. Listen, you know we got to talk about this game, ball gate. What happened, man? Your boy Giannis took and he, that, that, he don't know where his basketball is, man. He took and listen, the Bucks played the Pacers. Now, you know we got to get a little bit of background with this because when it came to that and everything, the Bucks, the, the Pacers and all that, it was a little knocking out out of the end season tournament yeah. and everything. Pacers eliminated the Bucks. Right. So they eliminated Celtics and Bucks. Exactly. They had a, a run-run, Right. Now, listen, this whole game was chippy. It was here and there. And there, it was spicy from the beginning. You know what I'm talking about? Gumbo for for days. Your Bucks won this game 140 to 126. Giannis scored a career high in franchise record 64 points. Red hot smoking on fire. Then at the end of the game, couldn't find the ball. Then when they got the ball, he said it was, the ball wasn't the one that they played with. He said, don't feel right. He did say, listen, I done played 35 minutes in this game. I know what the game ball felt like. I don't know what y'all gave me. Then the Pacers turn around and say, what? Our, our rookie, he scored his first point. Not even, it wasn't even a, a field goal. It was a, a, a free, free throw. throw. And that's only... That was it. That's all. One point. So what, what's going on with this nah, ball Pace, gate, man? Pacers was being petty. Uh-huh. Pacers was being petty. Uh-huh. There ain't no other way around it. <laughs> hey, that boy don't need no ball for a free throw. <laughs> he didn't even make both of them. <laughs> that man don't need no ball. Y'all just being petty now. And I don't even get why y'all being petty. Y'all eliminated them last week. Right. Y'all just came out. He said, never again. Well, I lose to the Pacers. Y'all got me messed up. He came out there and dropped 64 on y'all head. Right. I see Tyrese, y'all is mad at yelling at Tyrese Halliburton. Tyrese like, hey. I ain't ain't got the ball. Right. I ain't even been to the locker room yet. I just just did my interview. I I don't know. I'm talking about y'all just... Right. Poke him in the chest like, man. What, what's going on? Where my ball <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I guess he was like, it's your team, though. It's it, your it team. is your team. It's Tyrese. your team, Tyrese. You got to know what's going on. Where's my basketball, on, man? man. <laughs> Jay Crowder went back to the uh, Pacers <laughs> locker room. He basically telling them, all y'all, all y'all is messed up. Every single one of y'all dead wrong. Y'all know it. Y'all know y'all dead wrong. But I see it. Somebody shot the ball at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. A Bucks coach came and got the ball. Mm-hmm. Why'd you let them get the ball? Right, right, exactly. And did they not play at the Bucks? 
Okay, they shouldn't even have even it had anything even to do. Yeah. A debate about who shouldn't even been a conversation, man. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. I, I clearly remember a Bucks assistant coach mm-hmm. coming at the end of the buzzer. Somebody. Right. He grabbed. He didn't even get to tell somebody to pass me the ball. He grabbed the rebound <laughs> oh, and started walking to the locker room. Right. So somewhere in between now, he let a Pacers player come and be like, nah. Right. Give me that. Exactly. And now you got your star player running around looking crazy. <laughs> do, you, do, you, hey, you, do you think the original ball going to pop back up or that ball is gone forever? Man, Oscar Thyssen with BB. Oscar Thyssen with BB is keeping that game for sure now. He's keeping that, he keeping that ball for sure now. It's not even about the point anymore. It's about the fact Giannis was running around looking for this ball and it's at this man's penthouse somewhere in Indianapolis. It's the principality behind it now, I guess. Man, that's crazy to me, though, man. Okay. Okay, ball gate, you know how it is. Got to mix it up and everything to keep the season interesting, right? Okay, listen, uh, uh, moving forward, we're taking, we see where the Rockets uh, took care of the Grizz, 117-104. We're taking, we have the uh, the Jazz beat the Knicks, uh, 117-113. Uh, listen, uh, Bradley Beal came back. Uh, he showed up. Uh, his game wasn't, it wasn't like, you know, too, just too, too much popping, but the Suns did, the Suns lost this game, actually. Uh, 116 to 112 over the Nets. How you feel about Bradley Beal and his return in the chemistry with Bradley Beal, uh, Booker, and KD? They look dangerous, though. Mm-hmm. Even, you got a 14 points from Bradley Beal in his first game, but he went 6 for 9, didn't miss a 3. Uh, it just shows what they're capable of doing. You get 34 from Book, 34 and 12 from Book, you get 14 from Bill, you get 27 from KD. It's going to be Bill getting basketball legs back up under him, getting into the rhythm of playing with two other great scorers. Um, But like we said, this is, and you only lose this game by four, and it's just because that starting lineup for the the Nets had a crazy game. Right. Um, But... You just gotta expect him to get it going a little bit, and that's that's not a bad game. Six right. for nine, two for two from three, fourteen points. It's not a bad game, but you just know in thirty-two minutes he can give you a lot more. Mm-hmm. It's just gonna be him getting used to the style of play now, because you know in Washington, ball was always in his hands. Yeah, absolutely, it was. Yeah, he's gonna have to get used to the style of play now. And like I said, he's been out. He's missed games. Um, we can't expect basketball legs to be there. Things like that. Uh, I'm excited for him. I'm excited to see the product on the floor. I still want them to play bowl bowl, but that's another conversation. <laughs> I know, right? Exactly. We love it, baby. Yeah, you know what that is. You know what that was. That's your NBA regular season games and highlights, baby. You don't gonna do your Wimby watch? <laughs> yeah, what? Well, man, listen. Oh, we're, we're, we're talking about Wimby, man. We you know he'll give you that double double and, and he'll do everything that he taking he need to do. But you know how it go with Wimby. Went four for five from three last night. Hey, well, you yeah. And I and I love it, baby. I love it. But he did run into my Lakers, so it's understandable. Yeah, it's true. Cool. Cause you know I didn't know that they took and they did that and everything. It was actually a cl- probably closer than what it probably needed to be because yeah, we had no burn. Right, LeBron, he set out that game, and then the Lakers did win 122 to 119. And it, hey, the bigger story would have probably been if the Lakers lost that game. Yeah, that, that, we definitely would have to talk about it. Right, that, that would have been an even bigger story, man. I want to give a shout out to AD and Victor, though. They, they battled it up. 20 and 12 from uh, Victor, and AD just 37 and 10, man. I'm loving it right now from AD, man. Yeah. I, I told you, this, this guy can be an MVP conversations. It's just gotta gotta make it more consistent back to backs, and that's what he's doing now. 
Um, I, hopefully he could keep it up for the rest of this season going forward. But. Yeah, because it, it kind of concerned me a little bit because he did get a little banged up. Actually, AD and LeBron got a little banged up the game before. Yeah, the game before. And the thing about it is, you know they're on a back-to-back now. They finna have to come back out there again. It's going to be interesting to see whether or not Le- LeBron shows up, seeing how close this last game was, whether or not LeBron plays this next game on a back-to-back between the Lakers and the San Antonio Spurs and uh, Victor Wimbiama. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I, I definitely want to take and check that out and see what it is. All right, baby. You know what that was? That sh- that was your NBA uh, highlights games and games and highlights. You know how we do that. Listen, don't go nowhere. You know why? Because we still got that NFL Week 17 games and highlights to get to. Cam Newton has something to say. And baby, you know we got that must see TV. Don't go nowhere, baby. Check us out. Stay tuned. Hold on. We'll be back in a minute. Double D.